It's the SNL Hall of Fame Podcast. With your host, Jamie Dew. Chief Librarian, Thomas Senna. And featuring Matt Ardill. And now, Curator of the Hall. Jamie Dew. All right. Thank you so much, Doug DeNance. It is great to be here in the SNL Hall of Fame with you all. My name is JD, and welcome to the SNL Hall of Fame podcast. Before you come on inside, uh, if you could do me a favor and please wipe your feet, that would be just tremendous. The SNL Hall of Fame podcast is a weekly affair where each episode we take a deep dive into the career of a former cast member, host, musical guest, or writer, and add them to the ballot for your consideration. Once the nominees have been announced, we turn to you, the listener, to vote for the most deserving and help determine who will be enshrined for perpetuity in the hall. Well, that's normally the way we play the game, but this week we're doing things a little bit different. Allow me to introduce you to the Don Pardo Award episode. That's right. We've created an award for somebody that will receive it and be enshrined in the Hall of Fame uh, outside of the voting process. So this is pretty exciting. This uh, won't be somebody you vote for. This will be something that we award every year going forward. And uh, when when there is somebody uh, that makes sense to give the award to. So it might not be every year, but um, our goal will be to make it every year. And uh, the first recipient of the Don Pardo Award is none other than the namesake of the award, Don Pardo. And my friends Matt Ardill and Thomas Senna have gathered together in the bunker. We are going to not participate in Matt's Minutia Minute this week. We are going to go right downstairs to Thomas and Matt, where they are going to titillate us with information on Don Pardo and why he belongs in the SNL Hall of Fame. So buckle up, get ready, and enjoy this uh, special episode of the SNL Hall of Fame podcast. JD, thanks for the introduction, and that is correct. You cannot have Matt Ardill this episode for Matt's Minutia Minute. I'm stilling him for this discussion, Jamie, and that's all there is to it. (laughs) It's a special one because we're not trying to make the case for someone to get inducted into the SNL Hall of Fame. That business has already been handled. We're here to celebrate the induction of Don Pardo. So Matt Ardill, here with me to celebrate... Hello, thanks for joining Hello. me. Thanks for having me, Thomas. I'm glad to be here. 
Yeah, it's fun. To, I know Jamie always has you guys do your thing at the top of the show, but it's fun for me and you to have a little discussion here and yeah. and, and lead the conversation. So I'm really happy to have you. You and I don't always, we don't get to interact enough. So this is really great, Matt. Yeah, I am looking forward to it. I mean, Don is such a part of the legacy of SNL. It's, it's great to have. Yeah, such a huge legacy. And I think Don Pardo is a pretty fitting person to receive the special induction by the SNL Hall of Fame Veterans Committee. You know, the first being Lorne Michaels. That was an obvious choice. We were like, should we name the Hall of Fame after Lorne Michaels? Uh, we decided that uh, Lorne Michaels would be the perfect first inductee as far as Veterans Committee goes. But it's, but it's hard to argue the impact that Don Pardo had on viewers throughout his career prior to and throughout SNL, Matt. Yeah, well, I mean... He had a 70 year tenure with NBC, starting like in radio before the television was even really much of a thing. <laughs> and yeah. I think, like he he was with the company basically his entire adult life, um, like grew up the son of immigrants in Norwich, Connecticut. His first broadcasting job was uh, with the NBC affiliate station WJAR in 1938 becoming a full-time announcer in 1944, doing radio dramas, uh, science fiction like Dimension X, before eventually becoming a war reporter in, uh, for NBC. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, if people think, oh, you know, he's the guy from Jeopardy or, or The Price is Right, which, yeah, he was. But before that, he had a very distinguished career. Hard journalism. He was like a yeah. hard journalist. Yeah. and Real doing in real, the field. In the yeah. field. Covered, I, that's wild to me that he covered World War II. We know him as a contemporary kind of SNL voice still, but this man covered World War II. Yeah, and 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 in a way that was like the real deal too. It's not yeah. just like oh, sitting there not doing anything. Uh, yeah, and I mean, when he came back, he he continued to 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 work. Uh, like in the game shows, that's where I think most people came to know him because it was such a popular format. He was so. I think the mark of somebody being a part of a popular culture is when Weird Al includes you in something. And Weird Al's I Lost on Jeopardy basically hinges around Don Pardo. That's right, Al. You lost. And let me tell you what you didn't win. A 20-volume set of the Encyclopedia International, a case of turtle wax, and a year's supply of rice-a-roni, the San Francisco treat. But that's not all. You also made yourself look like a jerk in front of millions of people. And you brought shame and disgrace on your family name for generations to come. You don't get to come back tomorrow. You don't even get a lousy copy of our home game. You're a complete loser. So it's like, it's just hilarious. So, I mean, he's always had a good sense of humor about himself. He's always understood where he sort of fits in the zeitgeist. And I mean, he's done a variety of things. War reporting, Macy's Day Thanksgiving Parade. He continued to do the nightly NBC nightly news on the radio well into his nearest retirement. Um, his time at Studio 8H actually predates SNL. So he was longer at 8H, mm -hmm. longer than SNL. And he like said that where, where he does like the booth that he did, that he did the, the um, introductions from, that's where the conductor of the, the, um, the, the famous uh, orchestra that yeah. was in Studio yeah. 8H, that's where the conductor basically would stand. And I think Don really enjoyed that fact. Yeah, he did. And he had, there's this one interview I watched with him where he talks about 
like how things have changed and like how how Studio 8H used to be this big high ceilinged ballroom uh, with this raised stage that there was a staff band who were paid a salary to just basically hang out and then play music whenever people wanted music for things. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he comes, he kind of bridges the entire sort of spectrum of the history. He retired from NBC in 2004, but as a favor to Lorne, kept kept going. And you can find a lot of these stories that he talks about online, a lot of interviews on YouTube, uh, where he talks about uh, how the first time he had to step back because he had laryngitis. He was like, he's in his retirement years and uh, he was just like, he, they were still flying him out to New York from his, his retirement home where he was living. And his sister-in-law called him. It's like, oh, you sounded great last night. And he's like, oh, really? Did you listen to that entire, sh- entire episode? The entire thing where I had a big back and forth with the with the the host, and she's like, "Yeah, you sounded like you're good older." And he's like, "How do I sound now?" And he's like, "Well, you sound kind of rough, yeah, because that wasn't me." <laughs> it was like the first one that uh, that Daryl Hammond did stepping uh-huh. in for him, um, and afterwards Daryl was saying, "You know, you're you're really hard to do." <laughs> really, he's just such a bombastic. Voice. Right? Yeah, Daryl um, says that this is basically. Him as an announcer, Daryl as the SNL announcer, is just an homage to Don Pardo. So he's essentially trying to do a Don Pardo. He's not Daryl using a Daryl voice being the announcer. He's still trying to harness the spirit of Don Pardo. I love that. Daryl understands Don Pardo's, obviously, his importance to the show. Yeah, and I mean, it just really speaks to that in a way, like, you know, Lauren is kind of the mind, but I think Don is the heart. Because he, he's like a natural entertainer, you know, and he kind of goes back to what I think Lauren was trying to channel when he first started SNL was that sort of bridge between old comedy and new comedy. And Don sort of like runs right up the middle of that because he like literally connected the history of NBC and that studio to the modern studio. And you talk a lot about how in the the early days he would do the warm-ups beforehand and in the first few seasons that kind of got shrunk and shrunk and shrunk but yeah i mean he was there for everything right up until the end he was a big part and like witnessed the creation of Blue, the blues brothers as an opening like one of the opening warm-up acts kind of thing and ta- talks about how you know he, he he was there for that and how it was like such a great moment yeah for sure you talked about don as an entertainer and I think it was always a treat for SNL fans whenever he would show up, whether it was just his voice as part mm. of the action in the sketch or like the times that he would actually we would see Don Pardo's face. Even rewatching old SNL sketches a lot of times for what I do, for what we do, we tend to go back and watch old sketches, old, old yeah. uh, episodes. Always a treat to see and hear Don Pardo being involved in the action. So I want to kind of just go over some of the highlights as far as Don Pardo being involved in SNL sketches. And I think one of the first ones, it was the very end of season one. It was a summer episode, Matt, uh, waiting for Pardo. And this is a thinker of a sketch. And I really enjoy this uh, sketch though, Matt, like what did you uh, think of waiting for Pardo? I think it's, it's one of my favorite where he's in it just because it's such, it's, it's one of those early SNL sketches where it's like really slow it's really deep, but the punch is still there. 
Like it's just so absurdist because you have hit, you have like Chris Christopherson and Chevy Chase just sitting on a log waiting for Pardo, which is like a such a like theater nerd pun. You know, like it's like it's most people won't know the play waiting for Godot. You know, it's not like a top of mind consciousness kind of thing. So it's already kind of like I'm, I'm thinking it was probably O'Donoghue or somebody like that who wrote. <laughs> yeah, it seems this. like it could have been an O'Donoghue. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little bit like snooty, but uh, that that just was fun. <laughs> we can't wait much longer. We don't have much time. Yes, you do, boys, because here's good news. Space and time are empirically real, but transcendentally ideal, Bill. Yours from Immanuel Kant, where time and space work hand in hand for you. But it, it just leaned into the silliness, and you just would have him reading these philosophical mantras in that bombastic Don Pardo voice, and it just it made it ridiculous. Yeah. It was like there's nothing he was saying that was inherently ridiculous, but just the way he delivered it made it ridiculous, yeah. which was so wonderful. Yeah, he knew his part. Like you had said, he he knew what tone to hit, even in yeah. a comedic sketch pardo knew his role in that sketch so so he knew that just breaking in to promote a sponsor and at like a philosophical kind of reference references in those sponsors but he knew just by doing yeah. that the right tone to hit to uh really uplift the gag and it's just hilarious like they're talking about pardo like he's an, an enigmatic figure yes <laughs> yes he's just this voice like this uh the disembodied voice don pardo like who is he chris christopherson and chevy chase just yeah that was just such a fun early like you said season one what a what a fun early way to use don pardo and it was kind of neat in a way it's it kind of sort of spoke to the moment too, like the commercialization of the intellectual too because he had like Emmanuel Kant watches and Spazosa luggage or I Ching cruise lines so it was like yeah. it was just like so ridiculous it was like again people know him as the game show host the guy who's like on the prices right and you've won this brand new Cadillac like, like it's that's that's the energy he was bringing to it and it's like so bonkers it's just i i loved it i loved it yeah that's a great one waiting for pardo again the chris christopherson episode and the summer one of the summer episodes in season one he also did one of the first times i think that he actually appeared on camera was at the very end of the original run of snl the first five seasons it was a buck henry episode in may of 1980 that was a time at where they knew that the whole original cast was leaving and season six, they were going to have to start over. So Buck did this bit in the monologue where he was introducing the cast for season six, the quote unquote mm -hmm. cast. And Don played a, a man named Ron Waldo, who <laughs> does a great imitation of Don Pardo. And last, last folks, but not least, here's Ron Waldo. They say you do a great imitation of Don Pardo. That's right, Buck. It's Saturday Night Live! That's, that's okay. There you have it, ladies. And he looks so tickled <laughs> being on screen. It was so funny to watch. And he looked like genuinely yeah. like Don looked 
genuinely tickled to be up there on screen. Well, and, and I mean, like he maintains these relationships with all of these, like if you like many years later when he's on 30 rock playing himself as the announcer for the girly show again, like, and this is like when he's in his nineties, mm-hmm. I think at this point, he's just loving it. He's just, and I think that's really what makes him so special. He's like, yeah. he realizes the the joy of the moment being on SNL originally, and then maintaining these relationships all the way into his autumn years. Yeah, definitely. We should position his age in all of this. So he was born in 1918. Yes. So when SNL started, he was 57, thereabouts, mm-hmm. 56, yeah. 56. He was already in his late 50s when SNL started. So he he turned 90 when he, he was in, into his 90s when he was still doing this. Yeah. He was, yeah. Already, he was kind of the old man on the block in 1975 when SNL started. He and Herb Sargent were kind of the two yeah. like old men there. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, he was always game. Like uh, he, did, he worked with Frank Zappa on the episode that Zappa hosted, they performed a song, um, I'm the Slime. Yeah. And Don Pardo did a part. I'm the best you can get. Have you guessed me yet? I'm the slime oozing out from your... Take it away, Don Pardo! You will obey me while I lead you and eat the garbage that I feed you until the day that we don't need you. Don't go for help. No one will heed you. Your mind is totally controlled. It has been stuffed into my mold. And you will do as you are told until the rights to you are sold. Take it away, Frank. Frank Zappa liked it so much, he included him on the album. And then when he was doing the when Zappa was doing his New York Palladium four or five days or a week or something like that. He had Don Pardo dressed up in like one of those old time big band sort of jazz white jazz conductor leader suits with a giant cane and a big hat and selling these giant like one story tall posters of Don Pardo done up like that as part of the show in New York. Like so people clicked with him. If Frank Zappa, who's legendarily a contrarian is like oh no this guy gets it then yeah. you know he he really gets it and he's game yeah. for for anything yeah he's he wasn't self-serious and that's what we can sense that as an audience that this yeah. man wasn't self-serious and there was a charm about that and it was so wonderful like he did a parody of himself and another time he appeared on screen it was uh in season six actually they did a save save a network telethon They're poking fun at how NBC was in trouble or whatever. We actually see, Matt, we see Don Pardo sing a little bit. You know, there's a word for the position NBC's in now. Jeopardy! (laughs) But I won't let it get me down, Leon. When you walk through a storm, keep your chin. Keep those calls coming in, 800 He's just, he's willing to do whatever he needs for the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. We actually saw him do some warming up of the crowd. You had mentioned that he was their warm-up guy for a bit. There was a sketch in, at the end of season nine. It was a cold open, and it was Sammy Davis Jr. and Frank Sinatra, um, Billy Crystal and Joe Piscopo. They find out that there's going to be a bunch of hosts for that episode of SNL, so Sammy and 
Frank kind of crashed the party. They break into Studio 8H. Frank hands Don some money and asks him to go get some towels for his room. But we see Don warming up the crowd and getting involved in the in the sketch and everything. So so that was it was just always so much fun to to see Don Pardo just pop up. And he was game. And like you said, I sometimes we overuse that, especially like for hosts. But yeah. with somebody like Don Pardo, like he definitely was game whenever they would call him out uh, of the of the bullpen, which wasn't that often. No, but he was always ready when they needed him. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's the best part of it. Like whenever they did use him, it was special. Mm-hmm. You know, like there was it was they didn't overuse him. It didn't get boring or OK, here they're using Don again. I think like in the first season, there was maybe like three times they used him. Like there's that the waiting for Perdoe. Uh, and there's also like Don Pardo tattles or something like that, where it's like a school, like a turn of the century schoolroom kind of thing. Like, at a, and uh, and he just starts like rat, like the teacher comes in and it's like, you got, what were you kids up to? And it's like, that's Don Pardo just tattling just the voiceover <laughs> of him. Well, Billy Smith was saying naughty words and, and just like, and it was like, it's just is is perfect because it's just silly and ridiculous but it's short and it's sweet. It's like they just use it and get in and get out because you don't want to like drag that on. Sometimes he would go four five plus seasons in between appearances, like on camera appearances. Yeah. So he would go like that Sammy and Frank one that I mentioned. And then we didn't see him again for another five years really on camera. He was in a sketch with John Lovitz. It's called get to know me. And he did a Don, did a testimonial for getting to know John Lovitz and how that was like, that like changed his life essentially was to get to know John Lovitz and stuff. Hello, before I got to know John, I was nothing, nowhere, nobody. I was stuck in a room reading voiceovers I could barely understand. And then I got to know him and now I get to be on TV. And today they call me Don Pardo. So like every few years, he would kind of pop up on screen and you're like, oh, my God, like that's kind of a special, special moment to look back on. Yeah, he was in this Game Breakers uh, sketch. It was a game show sketch hosted by Phil Hartman, of course, who was the resident game show host in the early mm-hmm. 90s. Susan Lucci was on playing her Erica Kane character. And it's a game show, but they get caught up in a love affair and Don ends up officiating their wedding. That game show in that sketch is based on a game show he was the announcer for in real life. That's right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and that's the, when you do these parodies, <laughs> you have these connections to like the real life entities, and it just makes it. It's it's nice because it kind of makes it feel that much more genuine, in in a way too. But like, yeah, and he's really he's what ready to to jump in and and still like you know. So he's like this touchstone for so many corners of people's lives, like. At the time he, you know, was doing this, like, you know, there's a generation who remember him as being the guy who first announced Kennedy was assassinated. In downtown Dallas, President Kennedy was shot today just as his motorcade left downtown Dallas. Mrs. Kennedy jumped up and grabbed Mr. Kennedy. She cried, oh, no. The motorcade sped on. A photographer said he saw blood on the president's head. It was believed two shots were fired. Keep tuned to your NBC station. For the later news. He was the newscaster who literally broke the story first. 
so you have like him touching on like this counterculture thing and this 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 major historical event and game shows. So it's like he covers the spectrum of culture in a way that I don't think anybody else ever has. No, and, no, he's like the he's like a Forrest Gump kind of figure as far as broadcasters go. Yes, I think yeah. it really sounds like it. And if you think about it, he's been there for for so many amazing things, not just at SNL, but with NBC. Gosh, mm-hmm. like the, the stories. Did he write a book? And I don't know. This is probably research I should have done before. But uh, but I would have I would love to read a Don yeah, Pardo like book. that is a memoir. I love to listen to the audio book. No, you're right. <laughs> Actually, <memoir>. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that would be. And that, that's the thing you don't. Like I was, I watched a bunch of interviews with him that were done by the Television Hall of Fame or something like that. But they're all on YouTube. You just look up Don Pardo, and it's, it's the guy loved telling stories, and that's the thing I don't think we get enough of because of as an announcer, he's like just little snippets and very brief moments, and then the occasional sketch. But he loved he, he's like an old guy who loved telling stories about his life, you know. So if he didn't write a book, it's a shame. So it'd be an amazing book that mm-hmm. I would love to read. If there is not an audio book of it, we need to get Daryl <laughs> to do a reading of this book if it exists. Just like, please exactly. give it, to, give us this in his voice. Exactly. Gosh, that that yeah, that would be so great. And uh, just kind of a couple more for me, like on camera moments. We saw Don Pardo, the physical comedian. <laughs> he need Johnny Knoxville in the nuts in a monologue. Johnny Knoxville was hosting. He was doing a backstage kind of thing. Or no, it wasn't a backstage. It was a, here's what happened over the week. And it was basically the cast doing jackass-like things to Johnny Knoxville. And he meets Don Pardo. And he's like, oh, my God, I got to meet Don Pardo. And Don Pardo just kind of like need him in the nuts. And I think, I'm pretty sure that was Don Pardo, unless it was really great editing. Yeah, (laughs) I, I, I think it would be something he'd do. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. That's that's within yeah. his his gameness, his personality. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. do something like that. But that that was a wonderful moment and a very touching moment. Is actually from what I can find the last time that Pardo appeared on camera, um, and it was fitting because it was February twenty third, two thousand eight. During the good nights, they brought out a birthday cake. John Pardo has been with NBC since 1944. Yesterday he turned 90. Happy birthday, John! He blew out the candles, and that was really touching. I remember when it happened in the moment, but even going back and watching, that's like that was so such a touching moment, Matt. And I mean, they don't celebrate. You know, they've never celebrated Lorne in that way, or <laughs> no. or anybody else. You know, there's very few people. And I mean, I think it's like an egalitarian sense, like they don't want to elevate people above the rest of the cast. But there's certain people where they really feel I feel like they they recognize that they're this intrinsic part of the heart of the show. And Don is one of them where they'll they acknowledge the gift that he's given them in, you know, all of those decades of dedication to not just NBC, but specifically to SNL. Like he left NBC, but came back for that show. Yeah. When I'm in my 80s, I am not going back to my day job. No. <laughs> take a lot of convincing and money, or or me not having any money <laughs> to get back to that. Exactly. 
yeah, I think I'd be good too. <laughs> and he uh, wasn't like he wasn't just the heart too. Like that's kind of the main thing as far as when I think about Don Pardo is he's the heart, but in a more clinical sense, he was so crucial to the branding of the yeah. show. And it's really hard to overstate and hard to quantify just how important Don Pardo was to SNL's branding. Cause when you think about it, part of the branding is their intros. They have the same similar intros, every show. So people kind of get used to that. The, the, they get used to the voice. And so part Don Pardo is part of the fabric of the brand of SNL. And I mean, Matt, that's so important. People don't yeah. just kind of, I can openly say how important he was in that regard. Yeah. And I mean, even when you look at parody SNL, the Don Pardo element is often a part of those parodies, like the, the bombastic mm-hmm. announcer. I kind of feel to me, Matt TV never really. Cl- and part of that was it kind of Same lacked something magical mm-hmm. about it. I mean, it was fine. I didn't hate it. It had a few good sketches um, over the years. It really wasn't my jam. Um, I'm with you but, there. Yeah, but there's just something missing. And I kind of feel like it's that energy that, and it's not just Don as a person, but this, the energy that's that's manifested by knowing that Don is an important part of it throughout the entire show. Yeah. Because like Lauren was like, when he came back, the first, one of the first things he did is he brought Don back on board. because Don was laid off of the job during those years when Lauren was away. You know, like they're like, we're getting a new start. We're going to get a new announcer. and they realized, no, we need Dawn and we need the. So it's like there, it's it's all part of that sort of spirit that I think goes into SNL that makes it so special. Right. Is it's all tied together in this magical brew. Yeah, that's a lot of what has separated SNL from a lot of sketch shows for me. I mean, there's a lot of sketch shows, a lot of sketch shows that I really like. But I think Lorne and the people who have helped make SNL what it is, they know how to put on a show. It's not just here's some here's our attempt at some sketches and that's that. Like Lorne, they they wanted to make a whole show, an entertainment entity out of it. And part of that was Don Pardo, the energy of the band, of G Smith or whoever was leading the band at the time. It was all that secret sauce that made SNL not just a show that had some sketches and you're going to get music or whatever. It was an event and it sounded like an event and somebody like Don Pardo could convey that this is an event that you're watching right now and that that's so huge and that's hard to do. People who have big booming voices can't even do what Don Pardo did. Because there's there was nuance to it in, mm-hmm. the, in a lot of ways. Like you don't, it's not just being loud. It's it's being in the moment it feels live you know like it, it's not like canned or or phoned in even when it was recorded separately in the later years it didn't really feel that way which is uh, really special so before we get out of here is there anything else about don pardo that that you could find that you wanted to make sure that we that we covered here yeah i mean like i just i think it's it's just really awesome how game he was to make fun of himself in all levels. Like you, you like the, you hear those stories about like his time on the show, like watching him talk about that. And he's half the time he's just being self-deprecating, uh, you know, like in, uh, I lost on Jeopardy. You know, he was nailing the lines as if he was on doing his job on Jeopardy. Reading. 
I think what makes him special is that he was always, he was dedicated 70 years with the company and a part of culture, but never was arrogant. He understood where he felt it fit in and was a guest in people's lives. He was a humble guy, but a compassionate one at the same time. Yeah. For those reasons, that's why Don Pardo is an SNL Hall of Famer. No vote necessary. The Veterans Committee got together and decided that Don Pardo is in the SNL Hall of Fame. So before we go, you, you had touched on it before. So I've heard comedians throughout the years basically do impressions of Don Pardo. Yeah. Uh, Scott Ackerman, if you listen to Comedy Bang Bang, Scott Ackerman likes to say Nassim Padrad in a Don Pardo voice. <laughs> That's a funny bit that he does. Daryl Hammond, as we mentioned, essentially pays homage to Pardo every week uh, by doing his voice on SNL. Uh, so, Matt, I just I thought that in honor of Don Pardo, I think we should each do Pardo impressions of our own by taking turns naming three cast members from SNL history in our Don Pardo voice, paying tribute in our own little way to Don Pardo. What do you think? That'd be fun. All right, I'll start it, and then we'll just volley here, three each. Okay. <clears throat> Nora Dunn. Bill Hartman. Melanie Hutzel. Mike Myers. Finesse Mitchell. <laughs> um, uh, okay, um, okay, sorry, um... Billy Crystal. <laughs> like, how did that happen? I was like, okay, I'm going to do, I didn't, Billy Crystal wasn't even who I was going to do. That's I was like, so going to do Dana Carvey. And it's just like every name went out of my head in that moment. I think I was just overwhelmed by the sense of Don Pardo. Like, know. you know, it's just too much voice, too, too much. much voice. Exactly. So again, Don Pardo, we love you. Congratulations. Don Pardo, welcome to the Hesno Hall of Fame. Matt, thank you so much for joining me and celebrating Mr. Pardo. So there's that. Thank you so much, Thomas and Matt. That was wonderful and celebratory and I think very uh, appropriate for somebody as synonymous with SNL as Don Pardo is. Uh, so that's really wonderful. Normally at this point we play you a clip to seal the deal. Uh, we're going to do the same this week, uh, although again, this isn't to influence your voting because you don't get to vote for this uh, award. This is somebody who is automatically inducted into the Hall of Fame. But let's listen to the maestro do some of his uh, maestroing work. Um, this is Don Pardo introducing the season 16 cast of SNL during the opening credits. So give this a listen and uh, we'll meet you on the other side. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Live from New York, it's Saturday night!
Victoria Jackson, Dennis Miller, Mike Myers, and Kevin Nealon. With Chris Farley, Chris Rock, Julia Sweeney, and featuring Rob Schneider, G.E. Smith, and the Saturday Night Live Band. Musical guest, Paul Simon. And starring, Dennis Hopper. Oh, that was fantastic. That was um, very uh, nostalgic, uh, a trip down memory lane. That's that's my cast. That's a, a little later than my cast, but uh, in, in terms of the featured players, but that's that's my that's my group. That's uh, really wonderful, and uh, I'm glad that we got to hear that. I like Daryl Hammond doing the opening, um, but there was something about Bardo, you know. And it, it's it, it hamstrings Hammond in a way, because he he doesn't want to just be Don Pardo. He's doing something different, and uh, I appreciate that. But um, what do you think? What do you think of this award? Who else should be a recipient of the Don Pardo Award when you're thinking about season five? Is there anybody that comes to mind? Well, we've got a few people in mind. We'll share that with you as the time progresses. But that's um, pretty much what I've got for you this week. I want to make you aware of the fact that voting will open December the 5th for the Hall of Fame. And uh, the finale will be December 18th, I believe. Uh, So there's that. So get ready, buckle up, and um, yeah, we're going to elect a new group of Hall of Famers. Or you are, I suppose. So enjoy. And thanks to Thomas and Matt for doing uh, yeoman's work. And for you, there's a job. It's on your way out as you pass the weekend update exhibit. Do me a favor and turn out the lights because the SNL Hall of Fame is now closed. Thanks for listening to the SNL Hall of Fame podcast. Make sure to rate, review, share, and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on social media at SNLHOF. This is Doug Denant saying, this is Doug Denant saying, see you next week.